Welcome to Women of Courage, Living the Gospel with Power. Today is part four of our prayer series, and there is actually six parts to this series. I forgot to mention that in the beginning, but there are six parts, and this is part four. And we will be covering verses 19 through 23 of Second Chronicles 20. And just to recap, this is a prayer that Jehoshaphat prayed when three nations was coming against Judah. Jehoshaphat decided not to put his, his faith in the army that he had built up, but to put his faith in God. Because in verse 3 of this chapter, it says, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. Meaning he wasn't afraid to go to battle. He was afraid to go to battle without God. Now, the first part, we basically established who the Lord God was. He prayed because he remembered who God was. He was able to pray with complete confidence. So he presented to the Lord the situation, what was going on, what was happening. And then we found out that Jehoshaphat borrowed a prayer and a promise of Solomon that he prayed over 60 years prior. We also found out that prayer and promises are timeless. We are to continually keep our eyes on Christ. Because remember Jehoshaphat said in verse 12, but our eyes are upon thee, meaning we are constantly watching you. We know who you are. We believe who you are. We have seen you at work. We know that you can save us. We're simply watching to see what you're going to do. Third part, we found out what the Lord's response was to their prayer. The Lord is waiting to see how we're going to respond to the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit prompted Jehoshaphat to pray. He prompted Jehoshaphat not just to pray alone, but to include the children and the women and the men in this prayer. So I always liken it unto having a prayer meeting. After Jehoshaphat finished praying, and he prayed out loud, and now it is time for the Lord to respond. There was a Levite in the midst of the congregation who spoke on the Lord's behalf, and he used the word hearken, meaning get ready to hear and obey. What the Lord shared with him was, this battle is not yours, it is mine, you do not have to fight in this battle. He tells them where the enemy is. He even tells them where the enemy is traveling from and where they are in their travel in relation to them being able to meet them at the appointed time tomorrow. Totally fascinating. I just love this piece of the story. But he reiterates, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, meaning do not be discouraged because you know who I am. He is Lord God, which means he is the righteous judge. He is the self-existing one. He is eternal. He is present. He is future. He is past. It also means that he is creator. He is absolute power. He is absolute authority. He is sovereign. And when we remember this, when we get this in our head, when we pray with this in mind, we too will pray with absolute confidence, no matter what's coming against us. It doesn't mean that we're not going to be even concerned, but we place our concerns in the Lord's hand. Always remember this. Feeling and faith are as far as the east to the west. It doesn't matter how you're feeling about a situation. The important thing, who do you believe? Do you believe what the enemy is telling you or do you believe what God is telling you? When you rest your faith on the truth found in God's word about what it says about him. You can pray with confidence, even if your emotions are saying something completely different. 
I have myself told the Lord, here's the situation. I believe what you're saying. My emotions are trying to take me in a different direction. I'm giving you permission to manage my emotions. Although my emotions may be in a different place and my faith is in another place, I'm trusting you. Like Jehoshaphat said, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are upon you. At some point in time, they're going to be in the same place. What I'm thinking and how I'm feeling, but that's not today. However, that's not your bottom line. You're just simply asking me to listen, to hear, and obey, and to get ready to take action where you lead. Remember in verse 18, Jehoshaphat, after hearing what the Lord has to say, he bows down his head and he worships. All of Judah does the same thing as well. Now in verse 19, it says, The Levites, which is the priesthood, they stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice. Remember the Lord kept saying, tomorrow go down to meet the battle. And that's what they did. Because they said in verse 20, and they rose early in the morning, which was the next day. And they went forth into the battle of Tokia. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. In response with the Lord told Jehoshaphat and Judah, and they went forth. This is obedience. Remember, when the Lord says something, he expects us to obey. The Holy Spirit would give us the grace and the courage to obey, regardless of how we feel. And as they go forth, Jehoshaphat says to them, hear, meaning hearken, listen. This is a call to action. O Judah and the inhabitants, he's telling them, believe the Lord God. And he's reminding them what the Lord had promised them in verse 14 through 18. And that is, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed by the reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours. It is mine. And he also tells them, you do not need to fight in this battle. He says, stand still and you will see the salvation of the Lord. But the key thing is, by standing still, by not having to fight in the battle, did not mean that they didn't have a part in the battle. Their part was to rest, to trust, to believe, and then the next day to move out and meet the enemy where the Lord told them that they would be. In verse 21, it says, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. This is critical. This is important. This is essential. I don't, I'm trying to think of some more other words. Also, we are to continually watch and wait and look and keep our eyes on the Lord. So when we are able to do that, when we concluded verse 18, we said there was nothing else for them to do but to fall down and worship after what the Lord had told them. What else do you do? And the same thing in verse 21. They're continuing their worship through praise. They're putting together a mass choir to sing praises to the Lord as they go out to battle. So here's the point I want to make. After you have presented your petition to the Lord, after you have shared with him what's going on, after you have told him everything, what you're thinking, how you're feeling, good, bad, and indifferent, and then you show that to the Lord, and then you talk to the Lord about who he is, who you know him to be. You remind him of who he is to you, what you have read in his word. Take the time to listen. Sit still and listen to what he has to say. Don't get up and walk away because he has something to say. 
And then after he says what he has to say, he will always confirm it in his word. You just have to ask him. And then once you've done that, you worship him because he has already told us that the battle is his, it's not ours. We don't have to fight in this, but we must determine through him what part we are to play. And he will tell us. And then that's where our obedience continues in him. The next part is we have to praise him. If you don't have a praise, go to the Psalms. David has some beautiful songs in Psalms that you can rehearse, that you can remember. But it can be, let me tell you something. We think praise has to be something that God has done for us. But we can praise God for things that he is going to do. That's what they were doing. They was praising God for what he was going to do. He was going to deliver them. In their mind, they were already delivered. That's why they could praise him that way. So when we finish our prayer time, we've listened to the Lord. It's time to praise him. It's time to praise him. And here it says that they should praise the beauty of holiness and that they went out before them army. Picture this. You have the singers, the choir, and behind the choir is the army. But they've been told they're not going to fight. They've been told this battle is not yours. Yet they still have a part to play. Praise the Lord for his mercy that endures forever. He's telling us what to praise him about. His mercy that endures forever. Verse 22, they had begun to sing. It's no different than when the children of Israel were getting ready to go across the Jordan River. It was overflowing the banks. It was when the priests stepped their feet in the water by faith that the water parted. That's significant. When we step out in faith for what God has done and God is getting ready to do, it says in verse 22, And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, the Lord said, Ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, when they were come against Judah. I'm, I'm speechless here. Listen to what he's saying. When they began to sing, the Lord set ambushment, meaning he went ahead of them and he dealt with the enemy when they began to sing, when they began to praise him. As they are praising him, I mean, think about this choir in the wilderness. Well, we've listened to mass choirs on, on YouTube before we've even been in concerts. I mean, I imagine the ground was trembling with those altos and those sopranos and those <laughs> those bass and I would have loved to have been just sitting on a hill somewhere listening to them sing the praises of God. It was, I can't even imagine it. In verse 23, For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against, utterly to slay and destroy them. They killed themselves. These three armies attacked each other. Amazing. <laughs> the Lord said, you're not going to need to fight in this battle. This battle is mine. And that's exactly what happened. The Lord went ahead of them. While they are singing and praising, the Lord is fighting the battle for them. As they are singing praises to him, as they are marching to the battle, the Lord has already gone ahead of them. And those three nations ends up destroying each other. Crazy. The Lord kept his promise. You don't need to fight in this battle. This battle is fine. Praise God. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Women of Courage, Living the Gospel with Power. You are the most courageous woman I know, and I thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you.